new. And on yesterday, I went to a high school football game at Southwest High School. And I didn't know that you had to, it's like going to the airport. <laughs> they scanning you for, for you can go into a football game. And that was unusual for me because I hadn't experienced that. And, then, and it lets you know where this country is. Because we're just talking Kansas City, and I imagine that's in other cities too, that we're at the point that we are not safe or we have to have security everywhere we go. And we're the country that's always talking about what? Freedom. And we're the most imprisoned probably people in the world. You see, you got to watch out for this, watch out for that. And yet we say that we are a Christian country. And if we are a Christian country, then we should be acting like Christ. And so when we began doing this message, the mind of Christ, a few months ago, that's what I had intended on doing. And so I'm older now, so I want to explain to you all, I'm going back to the first message, not because I got dementia or anything. <laughs> All right, because most of you probably forgot what I said six months ago, right? Because right. I don't want anybody going out and saying, you know, Pastor done that messy. I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> All right, so, no, he knows he's doing this message because one of the things, it is a lifelong process of developing the mind of Christ and, 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 and getting the right understanding of what Paul was telling us when he wrote in the scriptures to have the mind of Christ. And if there's any time now in the history of this country with all of the chaos, all of the chaos and confusion going on, we need the mind of Christ. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I would have never thought that there would be a time when you had to worry and look out for so many things that's going on around you. Am I making sense to you? All right? And not only in, in, in every place, whether it be churches or whatever it is, we are now at a point where we have to have security. You know, and someone would say, well, the Lord has, will take care of us. Yeah, you know I take care of us? He gives us a mind, and that mind uh, teaches us and tells us what we need to do to stay secure. And so what I want to talk about is I understand some of you probably don't understand why pastor keeps talking about the mind of Christ. There are a lot of couples in here and, a lot, and people in relationships in here, right? Do you to want that person to look better to you than they did before? have the mind of Christ. And when you have the mind of Christ in a relationship and you look at that person, you see what Christ sees in that person. All right? I didn't say you did. I said if you had the mind of Christ. You're supposed to be amen in the truth, not what you do. All right? Let me do this again because that didn't go over very well. <laughs> Sister Judy, that just went like a zoom right over everybody's head. I have told you all that the 
deeper I grew in Christ, the more beautiful my wife came to me. Because then I could read the Spirit. Let me tell you, the more I grew in Christ, the more my friends, close friends, grew in me because I could see their spirit and see, okay, the Spirit of Christ in them. There are some people in the church that never call me and never talk to me, but when they go through the line, I can see the care and the love they had for me because I had the mind of Christ. I can read their spirit. Do you understand? Because some folks are just talking, but I can read their spirit. And so when, you know, there are some things that I used to do that I don't do anymore because of the mind of Christ. I even drive better because the mind of Christ. And, and, and that's something for me, right? And I even let people cut me off and, and not wave hello to them because I have the mind of Christ, right? Because you're supposed to take it everywhere you go, right? And sometimes when somebody has a job to serve me, acting like they have an attitude, I want to get with them used to, because, hey, you here, the reason you got a job is because I'm buying this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But because Brother Logan and I have the mind of Christ now, they could be having a bad day. I don't know what they went through last night in their family. So the mind of Christ takes away all of that stress and anxiety that we put on ourselves that's unnecessary. Are you with me? And then when you start looking at things with the mind of Christ, you have more compassion and a great understanding. It is a horrible thing what's going on down there in Texas. I mean, that's, that is, that's unbelievable what's going on. And, 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 and we pray for them with feeling. Do you all understand for me? We pray for them with, with feeling because we love our brothers and sisters in Christ that's, that's down there and, and that's struggling. People are going to lose everything. They're going to lose everything. People are going to lose lives, all that kind of, finance, all of this stuff. But if you have the mind of Christ, you can't help but feel, feel some kind of emotional feeling for that. Isn't that right? So that's why Paul was saying it's a lifelong process to develop the mind of Christ. And I'm saying, I'm wanting you to know I'm still working on it. Do you understand? Is anybody still, some of y'all may be there, but all of you all are still working on it. Say amen, so I feel right. Yes, I'm still working on it. And, and right now, uh, uh, I'm getting a, a, a greater understanding because this is a big deal. This is a big deal when you get out of self and begin to start processing and thinking like Christ. Do you understand me? And so there used to be a saying, and that, it makes sense to me, what would Jesus do? And we used to laugh at that, but it is true. When you have the mind of Christ, you would do what Jesus would do. All right? And, and, and you know, our Jewish brother, you know, right? We're glad that he was colorblind, right? And, and nationality, all that, because we are Gentiles, all of us in here, right? We are Gentiles, and God loved us so much, he sent his only begotten son, right? To die for us and forgive us our sins, and we, us Gentiles, right? Even though we're not the chosen people, as he chose the Jews to be the chosen people, you know, he, we're adopted into the family through Jesus Christ, Right? And, 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 and so he knew we needed something else. You know, now I'm, I'm just going to kind of just talk about me. See, I needed to be in partnership with Christ because, you know, sometimes I can say things that are not Christ-like. Yeah. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I can think things that are not Christ-like, right? right? 
right, right, you know, and, and so I understand now why I need the Holy Spirit to be dwell within me to help me to develop the mind of Christ. All right, are we good with this? All right, the mind of Christ. Uh, finish with a commentary. We are not told to have a good mind. Now, the Bible didn't tell me to have a good mind. It didn't say to have a good mind. All right, you understand that? See, see, I mean, I, I've done some good things, but the reason the Bible didn't tell us to have a good mind, there are good things and there are God things. And some of you all have done some good things, right, and it's cost you. But if it had been a God thing, it would have been the right thing, because some good things are not the right thing for certain people. Let's do it this way. Have you ever had, had a good idea that you was going to loan somebody some money? And then they didn't pay you back? And it caused some issues. If it had been a God thing, you wouldn't have give. You would have gave it if you had it to give. If you don't have it to give, then you don't loan it. Now that's what that's the way I do things. I don't loan people nothing. If I don't, cause see, if they don't give it back, then we're gonna have some issues, right? And then God's gonna get me because I'm the Christian. They may not be the Christian, right? So if it's a God thing, the Holy Spirit will inspire me. You need to do this. And if it's not a good, the Holy Spirit will tell me now that don't, it, it sounds like a good thing, Johnny, but that ain't a good, that's a good thing, but it's not a God thing, and this good thing is going to cause you some issue down the road, right? You know how some of you know what I'm talking about in there? Have you ever promised somebody to death do us part? Amen. All right, for better or worse, in sickness and health, right, that you are not with today, it was a good thing at that particular time, right? But if it had been... If it had been, Sister Gwen and I married 47 years last week, last Tuesday. All right? All right. So if it had been, uh, so some of you, if it had been a good thing, uh, see, you ain't going 46 years. It has to be a God thing, because if it wasn't a God thing, she'd have divorced me first 10 years. So that's right. Talk about me. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get upset, folks, because some of you sitting here looking all puffed up and all crazy. <laughs> No, that's right. You say things, you make sure when you have the mind of Christ that you are going to fulfill whatever commitment that you have said. That's why we need the mind of Christ. Amen? See, you see, this message hurts, doesn't it? It ain't hurting you as much as it hurts me because I studied it, studied it, deep studied it. But it is a fact that when, I, when we look at somebody, we want to look at them and make sure they have, huh? The spirit mind of Christ. Two halves don't make a whole. Right? So the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. Right? So what that means is uh, in my space, I'm only going to put people in my space that have the mind of Christ. If they have the mind of Christ and I have the mind of Christ, we safe there. You see? Because there's a whole lot of, come on, man. Y'all get like the witness. There's a whole lot of good things that got me in a whole lot of good trouble. Right? And if I'd had the mind of Christ, I wouldn't have crossed that bridge. All right. Here we go. We are also not told to have a mind purified by discipline. Yeah, see, you were not, we're not told to have a mind purified by discipline. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever tried to go on a diet and look at you now? You see? Have you ever tried to do something? Yes, I've tried to do something, you know. We, right, if you ever tried, I'm going to discipline myself not to do this. I'm going to discipline myself and failed. You see? So we're not, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? If you have a mind of Christ, the less discipline you have to work on because you'll do the right thing the first time. <laughs> All right. 
Or have a sharpened intellect. Or have a sharpened intellect. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of educated fools. That's what that means, right? Yeah, they got educate, educated fools, right? So the mind of Christ will give you more than you can get out of a book. All right? Not even the highest of human attainment and godliness and virtue, but the very mind of Christ himself. We're supposed to have the very mind of Christ himself. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. You see, we, that takes away all of this. If we had the mind of Christ, and the people in this country had the mind of Christ, there would be no protesting. I could go to a football game and not worry about what was going on around me. You understand what I'm saying? You all know how nervous you get when you're in certain places because you know that there's people around you who don't have the mind of Christ. All right? Does that make sense? All right. You see, I did find out something that I didn't know. I went in with my, uh, uh, one of my adopted daughters, of course, Anne. I call them the Gores and Teresa Gore. You all know them. They come here every now and then. And, and said, I'll pay for you all to get in. It was a good deal. I said, I'll pay for you all to get in. And so uh, Sister Gore, who's younger than me, says, well, just let them know I'm a senior. I said, okay. And so I said, well, I'm a senior too. So I went up to the window and said, oh, there's two seniors and, and, and one adult. And she gave me back all this money. I said, well, what's back? She said, seniors get in free. I'm like, am I that old? They start letting me in football games. Because, you know, I don't never go up and tell anybody I'm a senior. Even when I go to the senior place, because it's called Perkins. All right. When I go to the senior place, I don't be asking for no, hey, you know, I'm too cool to be, I'm too cool to be elderly. Come on here. Right. Right. I'm too cool to be elderly now, right? right. So I didn't know that. So I, 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 yesterday was a good learning experience for me. Yes, but the mind of Christ is, tells me, you blessed to still be here and to have the energy and, and to be able to do the things you do. So the mind of Christ lets me not think that I'm elderly. It just makes me think that I'm older. And the mind of Christ says, as I get older, I get wiser. I'm doing good. All right. We are not merely to resemble Jesus. Now, listen, we're not, we're not just to remember. Resemble. Resemble him. That's the elderly thing getting in me. Resembling him, we're supposed to actually be like him. We're not supposed to resemble him. We're supposed to be like him. You see, we're actually supposed to have the mind of Christ. If we would have the mind of Christ, listen to me. There are people that's in your life. You need to check out where their head's at. Yes. Where's your mind at? You see, when I love you. Where's your mind at? I want to marry you. Where's your mind at? I need a loan. Where's your mind at? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I want to know where your mind's at. Well, the, and then I'm going to tell you where my mind's at. And, and, if, and if, we, if we got both got the mind of Christ, we're in harmony. But if we're off balance, then that's not going to work in any relationship. All right? We are to think his very thoughts. We are to think his very thoughts. Now that means when I look at my brother, when I look at my sister, I'm supposed to think the very thoughts of Christ. You see what I'm talking about? All right. And let's us know this is not a wish, but a command. The Bible commands us. The Bible commands me to see Jesus. The Bible commands me to see the good. 
The Bible says that when you have the mind of Christ, you see good in all men. The mind of Christ sees potential in all people. The mind of Christ does that. That's what, see, see, some of you are insecure. If you have the mind of Christ, you can't be insecure. Because if it's okay for God to create me to look like this, it ought to be all right with me. And if it's all right with God and me, I could care less than anybody else thinks anyway. You see? Because, you know, I, I like joking and having fun, you know. You know, I like to dress sharp and all this stuff. And the guy's are always joking with me. You know, hey, Pastor, you're looking sharp. Some of them try to keep up with me. You try to keep up with me, you, be, you, be, you wind up wearing pink. That happened at the door. He was messing with me at the door. We had fun. Oh, yes. How can you have the mind of Christ and not have some fun? Not have some laughter? Not have some joy? You have no clue when your time is going to be called out. And you can't laugh and you can't have some joy in your life? The Bible says joy, unspeakable joy. Right? We should, people ought to want to come to church because they see, man, you are, man, you look so happy all the time. You're full of joy. Girl, you look like you got it going on. I got it. I'll tell you where I got it. I got it at the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have no idea who we're at. <laughs> to make it clear again, <laughs> we are to have the mind of the only perfect human who ever walked our earth. Jesus Christ was the only human. He walked perfectly. And all he's trying to tell us to do is one thing, folks. Walk with perfection. Try to reach perfection. We can do that. Do you all know we can do that? We can do that. But see, there's a prayer that, that, that we pray. Jesus, I am hungry and thirsty after your righteousness. I do want to be like you. You are the bread of life itself. Fill me with yourself so I may experience the abundant life you came to give me. That's why Jesus Christ came to give you. He came to give you and me abundant life. Are you living it? If you're in here this morning and you ain't living life and abundant life, it's on you. It ain't on Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? We'll go through the scriptures. To the scriptures. First, I'll start with Romans 12, verse 1 through 2 from King James. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This temple doesn't belong to me. This temple belongs to God. And I need to do everything I can to make it a sacrifice for him. Do you know why most people are unhappy? They don't understand that. We do more trying to please one another than we do pleasing God. And we can't please one another. You know why you, know you can't please people? They fickle, you fickle. Right. We know that. Don't we change our mind? We change our mind of what we want to look like, what we want to put on. No. Well, this belongs to God. And I, I make it a sacrifice to him. When I asked you all to start, everybody to try to lose five to ten pounds in two months, to work out four days a week, you should never stop working out four days a week. Do you know why pastor asked you to do that? 
because that's your duty. Four days a week, exercise it as a proven fact. Can keep blood sugar down, can keep um, many, many things. High blood pressure, diabetes, on some folks, it can help you. So pastor wasn't doing that so you'd look good in the mirror. Pastor's telling you to do that so you'd be healthy. And God wants you healthy. He gave you that body. Why wouldn't you attend to it and to try to keep it as healthy as he would have it to be? You understand me. All right? Be not conformed to this world. See, I think that was the scripture read, right? Be not conformed to this world. This world wants to conform you to the image it's created for you. And you know how smart the world, they're educated, they're very smart. They, they want you to be conformed to what they want you to be conformed to so they can sell you stuff. That's right. That's how they make money. Does that make sense? All right, keep going, please. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's going to transform you is going to be the renewing of your mind. Until the minds of men and women change, we will never have peace in households, in schools, in jobs, or in this country. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? Renewing of your mind may prove what is good. Because when we, we get this renewal of the mind, we're going to look at the good for ourselves, our family, our community, our schools, yes, our country. Not for just the good for me, but for the good of all. Go ahead. And also acceptable, perfect will of God. It is what is God's will for me, not my will for me. And see, what is God's will? Wouldn't it be something, look at me, folks, wouldn't it be something if we would go home cause it, the, and turn CNN on and said all of the Congress and all of the people are together and they're going in prayer and they're asking God to show them through a spiritual revelation what his will is for this country? It'd solve all these issues, wouldn't it? It's about what is, what is God, because God's will is perfect. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something for you. Today, when you go home or whatever time you get, when you're alone by yourself, you want to ask God through the whole, you got a new mind. Say, Lord, I have a new mind. I have a clean mind. I want you to give me a spiritual revelation and show me what is your perfect will for my life. And then listen to him. Because sometimes when he shows you, he hurts you with some things because he tells you that's not good for your spiritual diet. You need to take that out. You need to bring that in. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Now I'm going to read it from the voice. Brothers and sisters, in light of all I have shared with you about God's mercies, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God. And he's, what he's telling us is we got to be take care of ourselves physically. I, you know, in the old church, they didn't talk about that. And, and, and it makes people uncomfortable in church when you start talking about, yes, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This ain't no temple. They call it a temple. This is a building. You the temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? And, and, and if God, God wants to dwell in you. I remember in the old school, they say, y'all, they used to have all the preachers up. And they say, it's hot up here. Like the Holy Ghost was only in one spot, but anyway. No, no, no. It ought to be hot there. Do you understand? Who do you belong to? Okay, who are you keeping your body pure for? 
Better learn it. Teach your sons and daughters the same thing. All right, keep going. And that sacrifice is a pleasure to God. It is a pleasure to God. Man, I want God to smile. You see? And I want him to smile at me and say, man, Pastor Fields, Johnny Fields is doing everything he can to keep his body a living sacrifice for me. You see? All right. It's also a reasonable, essential worship to God. You worship God in your body. You never heard that before? Well, you're hearing it for the first time then. You worship God in your body. You see, the fire don't need to be in the building. The fire needs to be in your body. You worship God. God is a huh? spirit, and we must worship him in what? So the spirit in me worships him. All right? I've been singing in my spirit that song, Break These Chains. We got some people in trouble in here. And, you know, I hear things, and they're all over the place. Satan has locked them up, chained them up, and they can't find their way. So when they were singing, pastor was praying for those that have been chained up by Satan and asking God through the power of the Holy Ghost to break those chains, set them free. You see? You do that in your spirit. You see? All right. Do you all know that I'm a very nice, humble man? Yes. In my spirit. People see the outside. That ain't who I am. It's what's in my spirit. And you can't see it unless you're spiritual. Do you see? Okay. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Don't allow the world to mold you in its own image. I, why would we all want to look alike? Why would we all want to? Some folks, I sure don't want to look like them. You see, why would we all want to look alike? Amen. I said it. So, but y'all don't care how y'all, who y'all look like, but this one does, all right? There's some folks, yeah, there's some folks, I don't, no, no, no. I don't want to talk like them. I don't want to think like them. I don't want to be like them. And I'm not going to allow the world to tell me how to dress, right? You understand? No, no, no. I'm not going to be conformed by the world. Read that again. Do not allow this world to mold you. The world wants to mold you, and the world molds you to the point that you will break. Because you can't be satisfied being molded in the form that somebody else has created for you. You see? I, sometimes I hear married couples say this and it'll never work. Y'all get upset. Well, I'm just trying to please him. <laughs> really? How you going to do that? And if you can, you need to write a book and pay tithes because you're going to get a lot of money if you figure out how to please her. It's not my job to please Gwen. It's not her job to please me. It's our job to walk in the spirit. And the spirit will tell us what is good and perfect for the relationship. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? That's right. All right? Do you understand? what I'm, I'm trying to get you to a place where you can have joy in your life. Do you understand? I had to call Brother Fred as my counselor. You all remember Brother Fred here? And I had Brother Fred to, because uh, lately I've been kind of not where I want to be. 
and I talked to him, and we prayed that God would put the joy back in my ministry. If you ain't been a minister, you don't know what I'm talking about. I asked, yes, yes, this week, pray to put the joy back. It's not, not that it's a job, not to do well, but put the joy back in the ministry. So I know what I'm talking about. All right. Instead, we are to be transformed from the inside out. We are supposed to be transformed from the inside out. The world works from the outside in. You know, my basement flooded a few weeks ago, so I had a guy to come over that was a friend of somebody's an engineer, and he says, this is what you need to do. He said, now some of you all need to hear this. When you call the companies, when you have a leak in your basement, they make more money if they work from the inside out. He showed me how to do it from the outside first. Do you understand me? This is telling us where to work for, work from the inside and work out. The world works from the outside to get you in. You ain't a basement. You see, you know you got some leaks. Come on, say amen here. Yeah, them, them leaks, from, you, gotta, you gotta work on them things from inside out. It's your house, work on the outside, it's cheaper. But ain't no cheap way to get to heaven. You know what they used to say? Salvation is free. Yeah, salvation is free, but living the life ain't. It's going to cost you something. Amen? Here we go. When your mind is renewed, you will be able to discern what God wills. When your mind is renewed, you'll be able to discern what God's will is for your life. Because you can discern it. I love it, but it's not good for me. Do you understand? You understand what I'm saying? Do you all know what penicillin is? Isn't that a great medication? That's a great medicine. It can, you can get cuts and stuff. I'm allergic to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that's good for somebody else. It's disaster for another person. So the, no, the difference is you have to have the discerning spirit, and the discerning spirit says, okay, Oedipus can eat this. Sheila can't. Huh? The discerning spirit might say that, you see, Brother Steve can go there. Pastor Fields can't. That's why we need a discerning spirit. Am I making any sense to you? You see, the mind of Christ will let you know that some things about you is different than some things about some other people. So you have to discern the, the spirit will discern for you what is for you and what is not for you. Amen. You see, it can look good to you, but you need to just look at it. That's right. Can I say, Sister Judy, don't bring it home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, we laugh about it. We laugh about it, but this is a lesson. That's why we need... The spirit, you will never have bankruptcy going by the spirit discerning the spirit. Because the discerning of the spirit will tell you how to handle your money. Yes, it will. Do you understand? If the Bible's not going to help me in my everyday walk, what do I need it for? I need some help now. Heaven's okay. It, I don't need no gold and silver in heaven. When I get to heaven, I need to handle it right here. I need a discerning spirit. If I make it to heaven, I already done, done it right, right? But I need a discerning spirit here. In my relationships with people, what I buy, 
What I do, what I eat, the discerning spirit will tell me what to do. That's a fact. All right? Because of the grace allotted to me, I can respectfully tell you not to think of yourselves as being more important than you are. And see, that's Paul talking. Paul said, let me tell you something. The grace is given to him because he knows that one time he thought he was bigger than he was. And he said one thing. He said, don't think you bigger. See, when you think you bigger than you are and you more than you are, you'll put yourself in a place that you ain't ready to play. You see, we like football. Some people need to stay at junior varsity. Uh, you want to play varsity, but you junior varsity material. So don't be thinking you varsity material, because they hit hard up there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And can I say it? I got, I got my brothers laughing. Some people need to stay with flag ball. It's okay. Be a superstar playing flag football, right? You see, but I ain't getting up there because they're hitting up there. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm joking, but this is all making sense to you. Isn't that right? Don't think you're more than you are. Don't, that some people think that they belong up here. It costs big bucks to stay up here. And so everything around them starves. All right. Paul says, devote your minds to sound judgment. So devote your mind to sound judgment. I can tell you something in here that some of you don't know. Say, what is it, Pastor? You've kicked some people out of your life. You should have kept them in. You brought some in. You should have kicked them out. Next, we'll be reading from Philippians 2, 1 through 5 from NIV, then the voice. And we may not, well, we got plenty of rain and y'all don't want to get wet, so I'll just keep going. <laughs> take your time. All right. <laughs> See, it's been a sunny day. Well, go on, Pastor. Now, take your time, Pastor. That's right. It's raining out there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, I'm going to let her keep reading, keep reading. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Not much to say about that, is it? We all supposed to be one in spirit and one in mind. We in here together as Christians, isn't that right? And our goal is to be Christ-like, isn't that right? And our goal is to have uh, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says we are supposed to have life and life more abundantly. Our goal as a church body is to have what? Life and life more abundantly. Does that make sense? Okay. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. In other words, don't do anything to satisfy you. Selfish ambition. Ambition will get you in trouble. You understand? Do you all like me as a pastor and a teacher? If I'd followed my selfish ambition, I wouldn't be standing here. Right? You understand what I'm saying? In humility, we are to value others above yourself. And I'm going to keep pounding it as long as I can. And we're going to keep valuing one another as well as ourselves. If you, keep, if you see color, and if you see zip code, you ain't Christ-minded. You see? This is what's lacking. And it's just as much prejudice and stuff in the church as there is in any place else. Because I guarantee you, all these people out there acting a fool 
or probably sitting up in churches on Sunday mornings. Thank you. Even the cloud said amen. <laughs> That's right. All right. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In my relationships with my sister here, I'm supposed to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That's right. You know, I know her value. Jesus Christ died for this child. That's what's inspire you. That's my brother there. That's my brother there. I know a sense of value. Christ put his life on the line for DJ. You see? I can't find any fault in him. Because when Christ put his life on the line for him, he washed him of his sins. And he's a righteous man according to the gospel. So I can't treat him any other way than Christ would treat him. You understand it? All right, now I'm going to read it from the voice. If you find any comfort from being in the anointed, if his love brings you some encouragement, if you experience true companionship with the Spirit. And that's what we got to do is be in partnership with the Spirit. Say that. I want to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit. That's what this whole thing's all about. When I look through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, I see things differently. And, and the Bible says, then we become a peculiar people. But we're peculiar because we see things different. The world can't see what we see in people. Because they're not spiritual. And it's spiritually discerned. And so a natural man cannot see the good in him or her. Because they're not spiritual. There are some people who talk rough and hard that are sweet and kind inside. But if you ain't spiritual, you can't see that. All right. Then, brothers and sisters, here's one thing that would complete my joy. Come together as one in mind and spirit and purpose, sharing in the same love. Do you love me? Do you have the, the, the agape, that's the love of Christ? Do you love the people in this church? Turn and tell them that. I love you, my sister. right. All right. There you go. All righty. Don't. Where's my, where's my, where, where am I at here? We're on, we're on verse three. Okay. I got all caught up in the message. You're almost done. That message is so good. Y'all so blessed to hear it. My goodness. I got, I got caught up myself, brother Isaac. That's good stuff. Yes, it is. That's good stuff. I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. Some people need to hear that, and you cannot be in the body of Christ and not have love for your brother. You can come to church, but you can't be in the body of Christ and not love one another. That's just a fact, folks, and the problem is there's too much a lack of love in the hearts of men. Your heart can't love me like I need to be loved. I need for you to love me in your spirit. Do you understand? You see what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? You, I don't want you to love me in my mind because your mind may play tricks and you might wake up and, and come to your senses and find out I'm African-American. And I don't like them. That's right. You see? But if you had the spirit of agape, you colorblind. Come on here, folks. You don't know. Yes. You know, there's some folks, amen, and some folks in church today that's going to go to work on Monday and raise hell. Y'all know that. Have fun, but this is real. But as long as you love me spiritually, then nothing's going to change. 
You're going to love me when I'm up and when I'm down. See, people want to love you when you're up. I don't need anybody to love me. Everybody loves me when I'm up. I need somebody to love me when I'm going this way. You should have said, you understand? Everybody, everybody loves me right now. I'm up here. Pastor's up here. We love Pastor. Well, if you hear about me down at the juke joint and then went crazy or something, you still don't love me the same? Yep. Most people don't know where the juke joint is, right? <laughs> that is the place. Are you understanding me? Do not love me because of. Love me in spite of. Do you understand what I'm saying? Spirit loves in spite of. Spirit never loves because of. Because spirit can discern, even in an evil person, the good in that person. Because with a spiritual eye, I can see the good in all people. Do you, you understand? Do you all know who Anne Franklin was? Anne Franklin was the one that wrote a great book uh, about the Holocaust. And, and, and if you go down to Florida, there's a, a museum down there, and it's got one of her sayings. She says, even though I went through this, I see good in all men. All right. <laughs> don't let selfishness or prideful agendas take over. And that's what, we don't want selfishness and prideful agendas to take over. I, I know some couples are in here right now, and you're all looking at each other. This is what's going to balance out your relationship. There's some friends in here. This is what's going to balance out your relationship. That's right. Okay. Embrace true humility and lift your heads to extend love to others. We got to lift our heads to extend love. I'm, I'm ready to quit. We're going to lift our heads to extend loves to others. Now, you all done a good job in here a few minutes ago. Somebody wants to tell a joke on Monday, you're going to get them in check. Paul. Bless him. Peter was a Jew, and he would eat with the Gentiles, okay, because he was an apostle, and he would eat with the Gentiles. Well, one time, the Jews and the Gentiles were together, and Peter wouldn't talk to the Gentiles. Paul got him straight. Paul said, no, 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 no. You see, a lot of people will come to church, and it's okay in church for me to sit beside you, but not at work. Not at the lunch table. Not in Christ's temple, no, right? We're going to love one another, respect one another with the mind of Christ, right? I'm done. <laughs>